because of how negotiations work. We finally were able to pass something at the end of April, and um, we're happy to say that we were able to secure $500 million for workers. Um, and so basically what that means is that if you work during the pandemic in what is considered a frontline job, basically you couldn't work from home, you were facing the public, or you were working with COVID patients, um, this money is for you. And so we really wanted to do that to show our appreciation for workers um, and everything that they did for us, especially during the height of the pandemic, when they were really putting their lives on the line to make sure that our society continued to function. So when I first heard about that uh, bill making its way through, I was wondering how do uh, I, I thought I have to be honest with you. I thought about myself. I said, I'm a frontline worker because I went to work every day during the pandemic. Am I qualifying for this representative? So there's a website that you can look at that um, breaks it down <laughs> into more detail. Um, but, you know, essentially we're, we're thinking a lot, a lot of the people we had in mind when this got put together was really like, you know, a, a lot of our doctors and nurses, um, janitors, bus drivers. Leaves um, me people out. Who work in- <laughs> it might leave you out, but we also know you provided a, a strong service to the community during that time. But, but you know, if you if you had a job where you were facing people every day, where you were working with COVID patients, where you were, you know, basically, you know, you were doing something be, in during the pandemic that you know no one else is willing to do. Um, you know, this is this is the type of token of appreciation that we wanted to show, and so. Um, the website, as I mentioned, I'll say it a couple of times, is frontlinepay.mn.gov. And if you go there, it will break down for you details of who is eligible, what time period you had to be working, um, and the amount of hours you had to work during that time period, and how to then apply for the funding. So um, I would encourage people to check out that website, bookmark that website, because once the application goes live, you have 45 days to apply. So how much per individual on average uh, will these frontline workers be receiving from the state of Minnesota? It looks like it will be around $750, which is pretty significant. You know, it it can really help go a long way towards, you know, food purchases, utility bill purchases, um, you know, things for school, uh, things for the kids. Um, But really, it's just something to show that, you know, we see you, we hear you. We know that the work that you did in the, you know, year and a half of the acuteness of the pandemic, um, which we are still very much in a pandemic. So, you know, (laughs) there's a lot going on. But um, we at least wanted, at least for that first year and some change of the pandemic, to be able to provide um, working people with um, the funding that they need. Is this a tax-free benefit for those frontline workers? I believe it is, um, but the website will have more information about how all of that um, can be accounted for. So what are you zeroing in on now that we're getting closer to the end of this session? Uh, what uh, is important to you and what should we as, uh, as listeners in this, in this case uh, be on the lookout for as the session comes to a close? Definitely. Um, So one of the things we know that has been a really big deal has been how we're going to use those surplus dollars. Um, So what's happening, what happened last week and going into this week is we'll be passing 
um, supplemental budgets. So the House has been passing a number of budgets. We, you know, passed a housing budget, we, which has some of the largest investments in housing we've ever seen in the state of Minnesota. Um, we passed an education budget that will really go a long way towards ensuring that our schools and teachers and students have what they need. Um, and then also on Friday night, we passed a public safety budget that um, really looks at how can we balance and ensure that both Police officers have what they need, but community members have what they need, um, both through funding and policy. Um, and there's a couple other bills still coming up. We're looking at hopefully having a tax bill later. Um, and um, also, of course, the really big one, especially because it concerns what investments go into which districts is our, is our capital investment bill. So, so I would say those are things to look out for. All right. And I'm thinking we just uh, had a robust conversation with uh, Representative, I'm sorry, uh, President Steve Belton from the Twin Cities Urban League and also Representative, I keep calling him a representative, the Attorney General Keith Ellison, uh, talking about this uh, explosive uh, human rights report from the Department of Human Rights. Uh, Can you comment on that report as it relates to the Minneapolis Police Department and the findings of that report? Yeah, I mean, I I would think, as many people have been saying, unfortunately, the findings of that report are not much of a surprise. Our community members have been telling these stories for so many years, and I think what the report just does is put into stark relief what many of us have already known. Um, so I think what we, you know, from that perspective, what we have to do as state legislators um, is really continue to figure out what we can be doing to ensure that we are putting in strong um, police accountability measures across the state because we know that if it's happening in Minneapolis, it could possibly be happening in other places, and we don't want community members to continue to have to experience that. And we also want to make sure that our police officers who are doing the right thing are also recognized for that as well, um, and that we just need to put a stop to the people who are doing the wrong thing. All right, Representative Esther Agbaji, do you have a final thought for our Twin Cities audience this morning? Um, I think for me, I am just really excited as we, you know, head into these last final weeks. Where, uh, you know, many of us are working really hard to do all that we can because we know so many people out here are working, uh, looking forward to the next thing and, you know, really wanting to be involved and engaged. So I would say if anything you heard this morning is something that piques your interest, please feel free to reach out to me or your um, legislator, and we'd love to get you involved and um, see how you can continue to help us out. All right. Esther Abadji, Representative Esther Abadji from District 59A, can't thank you enough for being with us and making a difference. Thank you so much, Freddie. Have a good day. It's our pleasure. Thank you.